Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on WebTalkRadio.net. Hey, we we are in the middle of September, going going to the end of September now, aren't we? And October, and then November 8th, and we got an election. Which direction is our country going to go? Well, this week, uh, we got a special guest, Carl Boynton, and he was a candidate uh, in a primary to knock an incumbent out, an incumbent Republican out, who was not holding to conservative principles, and and uh, he needed to go. And there's a group of people that got together and said they were going to run, and Carl Boynton was one of those, and he did not win, but they all got together, and, and in a runoff, they got behind the the person who wanted to beat the incumbent and that person did win the primary and is very in good shape to win the general election if everybody will get out and vote and so we're going to talk about that race and it happened in the state of mississippi so we're going to have carl on but carl is defending conservative values even though he lost that race he has put together a pack to help conservative candidates around the country especially uh, working in uh, Mississippi now, but he's a businessman that's been, uh, had businesses in different places across the country, and he knows uh, uh, a lot about America and how business works. And he's so disgusted with the uh, direction of this nation, so we're going to have him on in just a few minutes. And uh, before that, let me just say, listen, we... We have so much going on in this world, everything from the Ukraine and the war of Russia, and that has, uh, thank God, it's uh, helped uh, turn the tide toward the Ukraine, but you can never, like I've mentioned, Vladimir Putin does not think rationally. He's checked on many things, and, and people want to say it looks like Russia is about to cave and and, and break down, and Putin may be kicked out as the leader of Russia. I, you know, it would tickle me to see him gone. But are we ready? You remember what happened when Saddam Hussein decided to go in and we killed him and, and, and cut uh, that country into pieces? And it's still a, 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 just about a basket case. What would happen if Russia became a basket case with the world's largest nuclear arsenal? A little bit scary now. So I hope people in Washington, D.C., who want to prolong this war and prolong the deaths right now, I believe we heard China say last week we need to get to the negotiating table 
and and this war needs to end and it does need to end and and russia needs to get out of the ukraine but you start negotiations sometime somewhere and i somehow there's some part of me that believes there's some people in the pentagon in the war industry that are making the bombs making the war industry work and function something tells me they want this war to go on and and they're not looking for negotiations i would love to see putin be uh humiliated in a way that that's the human nature he shouldn't have ever attacked the ukraine he has caused thousands and tens of thousands of deaths in the ukraine murdered tortured and in his own country maybe 50,000 have already died the numbers vary and he started this war but he has this finger on a nuclear weapon button that could cause a full-out worldwide response of nuclear Armageddon so whoever is pulling these uh, charts together to see what should be done Yes, we're helping Ukraine. Thank goodness we're helping Ukraine. And it's given to Ukraine the advantage of the West superior weapons. But one nuclear weapon going off, it could, we, we don't know what damage. And can you stop at one? If Russia sends one, does that mean we are watching? Did you hear what Zelensky said last week? He said, if it looks like Russia is about to use a nuclear weapon, then America should use all its nuclear arsenal to uh, to knock Russia out. Now, that's a little scary. He hasn't been trained in the uh, nuclear war, um, what we used to call MAD, Mutually Assured Destruction. And hopefully our Pentagon planners and our generals they see the seriousness that this cannot get out of hand. So let's watch that. And our prayer warriors out there, they're listening. Pray about it because we, we, got, we got Putin as a disgusting human being that's caused the deaths of thousands, tens of thousands in this past six months. And it's his war. I mean, he... Uh, I don't believe his generals goaded him into it. I believe that he this is something he's wanted and he feels like his legacy in Russia and the history of Russia needs to be uh, built in stone. Now, some Russians may believe it should be built in a tombstone, but I'm telling you, we have we are closer right now to a nuclear conflict than we have ever been in my lifetime. I was born in 1960 so maybe excluding the cuban missile crisis because i guess in my knowledge of what i didn't know what was going on in the cuban missile crisis but i do know this i don't have faith in joe biden and it's scary to think the people who are surrounding him are the ones who designed our afghanistan exit it is very scary to think that we are closer to a nuclear war than we've ever been in, uh, in, in, since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Right now, we are. 
and then we're depending on the people who or- orchestrated the disaster withdrawal from Afghanistan. It's a, it's scary, and and we we need some help. Uh, that's another reason to get out and vote in November. This direction of this nation and the way we're going, we we just need new leadership. We can't oust the uh, president biden but we can send a huge huge message but everybody getting out that the direction this country is going is the wrong direction and and get some republicans in charge of some committees and in some and in both houses of congress and let's let the president know that he cannot he cannot just dream wish everything he wants it's ridiculous and and all the things he's pushing in the Air Force. Did you see last week where the Air Force, the, the cadets, you can't use the term mom or dad. <laughs> they, want, they want you to use non-gender terms. We need to train people to kill and destroy and be so good at it that nobody challenges the United States of America. The social experimentation in the military, it needs to come to an end and we need to start training like we have and what's made America the best military on earth. So, now, I told you we're going to talk to Carl Boynton. Uh, let's uh, get him on the phone right now. Carl, welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here. Well, we know the midterm elections are coming up very soon. And I know you're familiar with several races, and we, we'll talk about those uh, races. But first of all, what is your input on where we are as a nation right now in this midterm election, 2022? Uh, wh- what do you feel like needs to be done? What can be done? And uh, what, what do you want to tell our listeners, the, uh, you know, sort of what, uh, what, what your feeling is? I mean, you're talking to people across America right now. And and they need to hear something that uh, some some things that they can do. And so election day is coming up. So Carl, uh, what what can they do? Well, one of the things that you know I tell everybody is you've got to get involved. You know, we need people to get out, not just get out and vote, but they got to get out and get people to vote. They need to be involved in the process. I mean, you can see that elections have consequences because the consequences we're suffering right now. You know, uh, we have elected the worst person, the worst administration we ever could. And the only way we're gonna get through this is everybody's gotta get out to vote. They've gotta go out and they've gotta actually research the candidates. Make sure you're voting for a true fiscal conservative. Unfortunately, lately, We've been electing a lot of Republicans that are not a whole lot better than Democrats when it comes to spending. You know, uh, when I was campaigning and everybody asked me about spending money on this or that, my canned response was always, we don't have any money. How can you spend it? How about cutting spending? That'll give us the money to do the things we need to do. And at the fast pace, breakneck pace that this administration here is spending money, you know, we have to con- elect true fiscal conservatives. And that's what I'm about. My PAC is the Can- Conservative Candidate Caucus, and we're supporting 
fiscal conservatives throughout the United States. We did and, uh, add. Yeah, Carl, as you said that, you got a PAC. It's a federal PAC, I believe, for uh, federal yes, elections. The Congress, that means the uh, U.S. House of Representatives and U.S. Senate. So uh, if somebody wanted to help you out with your PAC, what, uh, how, how could they get a hold of you? Or you got a website that they can uh, put They can go to the website. It's uh, ccc-pac.com. Conservative right. Candidate Caucus PAC.com with a dash in between the dash in between. So, yeah. Okay. We'll try to put that up on uh we'll on our uh, uh description of the show. We'll put that where people okay. can check that out. Uh but talking about conservative um candidates, uh I know you're familiar. I believe you told me uh New Hampshire, the Senate race right. up there. We they just that was the last primary, I believe, in our country. To yes. find out who was going to be the Republican candidate, and and some people were upset with who won. Uh, but t- tell me who won, and what do you think about them? And are they a phys- fiscal conservative? Well, I think General Baldock is the better the choice. Uh, again, he's an America First uh, candidate, and uh, to tell you the truth, what we need right now is America First candidates. You know, we need people that are going to go there, and he says all the right things. You know, he's pushing to be a fiscal conservative. Same with the uh, young lady that won the congressional race. Uh, Levitt, right. I believe it is. Levitt, yeah, I you believe know. Levitt. You know, and she comes from the Trump uh, orbit. So, I mean, you know, she's uh, probably going to be a very good America first fiscal conservative. Uh, we didn't support them, but as we gain traction, right now we're supporting a lot of people in Mississippi. Uh, we've also worked on, uh, uh, we did ads for, uh, Hagerman in Wyoming. Uh, we're doing some ads for a school board, uh, position in Carlsbad, California, a conservative running against a progressive. Okay. So we're trying to help out as many people as we can, as we raise more money, we'll help out people throughout the country. Now tell us, uh, just for our listeners sake, uh, you said you helped out, uh, uh, who in Wyoming, that was, uh, Hagerman, the girl that ran against uh, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. Well, that's why I wanted our uh, listeners to understand that uh, Liz Cheney got beat in the primary, and, and yep. you were one of the many to help help make that happen with your pack. So, well, it's thank like you. here in Mississippi, you know, we we beat uh, uh, a 12-year incumbent, which is the first time in 65 years it's happened here in Mississippi. That, and uh, people need to know. I mean, I, I our show comes out of Mississippi. I'm based in Tupelo, uh, Mississippi, and and I've never really seen that in my lifetime where uh, an incumbent wanted to be reelected and got knocked out in the primary. This is a Republican in a highly yeah. Republican district and was an incumbent, like you said, for 12 years. And he got yeah. he got knocked out in the primary. Well, he got knocked out because I filed FEC violations against him. And uh, the it took him two years for him to come up with even the first initial finding but they found six zero that he committed campaign violations which he did and so the race i was running in against him we had seven people in the race because once they came out with that everybody jumped into the race yeah but if we didn't get him under 50 percent, because he was still uh, polling at 68 percent, so i spent all my time and effort and money and negative campaigning against him to get him under 50 percent mm-hmm which it kind of ended up working. He only got 31% and then it went to a runoff. I wasn't second position, but I started day one with my pack 
supporting Mikey Zell, who's actually the one that beat him in the runoff. Carl, let me jump right in here and stop just a minute and just remind our audience, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we are talking to Carl Boynton. And he knows something about elections. He's been in one uh, this year. And he's talking about how, you know, he, he didn't win the primary, didn't get in a runoff, but he didn't give up. And he's working hard because he loves America. He spent his money, he spends his time, and he's working hard to get conservatives elected to Congress and get this nation turned around. And, and that's why we got him on this, on this show. I want it to be an encouragement to you. Uh, he had every reason in the world to back out after he spent time and money and got defeated in a primary election. But he's out here working hard. Be encouraged. If he can do this, if he can put his time and talent and money at, together to get conservatives elected, you can get out and help shape your region wherever you are across this country. You can help shape what's going to happen on November 8th, but you got to start now. And one of the ways we can do it is, like we've said before, start flying the American flag. Put it outside your house. Put it on a car. Get you a window flag and help encourage people. And that's sending a message that we, the people, still can control this nation in the direction we're going. And we got to make a big, big change in November. And that means we got to get to work now. And I appreciate Carl coming on this program. And uh, we will uh, get back to the, uh, we were talking about his election where he was uh, helped the, uh, uh, even though he didn't win and get put in a runoff, he put his energy and time to defeat the incumbent who had not been uh, held, had not had his feet held to the fire to keep staying on uh, conservative principles. So here we go, and uh, let's uh, jump back in with an interview with Carl Boynton. Well, what you just said is something the Republicans need to understand. You can beat incumbents, yes. but you can't be scattered. Once you, you know, once uh, it goes into a runoff, everybody, and I believe you did, everybody that got beat, they got by, behind Mikey yep. Zell, who was not the, who was yep. working to defeat the incumbent. And it, it actually worked. Yeah, we did. We actually, we did, uh, I did a bunch of Facebook ads with all five of the, uh, the candidates uh, for Mikey Zell. I did a bunch of Facebook ad, ads for him and he ended up beating Palazzo by, I don't know, 4%, 5% or something right. like that. But again, you, you have to be able to go out there and not be afraid to take on an incumbent. I mean, I was just up in a meeting in the second district up here. We're working with Brian Flowers to beat longtime Democrat, Benny Thompson, head of the January 6th commission. And wow. we're trying to beat him. And a lot of these people think that he's unbeatable, but like I told them, you know, nobody's unbeatable. I said, well, you just proved you beat an incumbent. Now I will say and for our listeners around the country, I know Mississippi and uh, of course, Carl knows Mississippi very well in district two, yeah. It's been uh, Benny Thompson. He's head of the January 6th committee, yeah. uh, home, chairman of Homeland Security, and he, he thinks he's got an automatic bid. I believe he feels like that seat is his, and it's not, uh, you know, it's not the state of Mississippi. It's his, I believe. That's the way he feels. And yeah. yet 30 years he's been there, and, and you got people who think 
Well, there's no way to beat him, but you just said it can be done. It can be done. And a matter of fact, uh, to tell you the truth, I was up at a meeting yesterday, drove from the coast all the way up to Cleveland, Mississippi yesterday to go to a meeting that ended up, we had attendance of about 25 people that were political leaders, business leaders, and, you know, we're working on trying to put a conservative message together, a way to go out and elect true conservatives. Uh, we're going to support Brian Flowers. Uh, I'm fundraising right now, trying to get ready for hopefully raise enough money here in the last few weeks to go out for Brian Flowers and push hard as we can. But, you know, if, if we can get it done this year, great. But if not, we're looking forward to the next election. And hopefully we'll have, with the pack I'm doing right now, what we're looking to do is set up a network and a data network of voters out there that we can communicate with and actually affect change here in Mississippi. And then, of course, bring that to the whole country. Well, that's what, uh, as we and we've talked about this on uh, Doc Holliday's uh, Rock Splitting Politics, of different places around the country, just like the, the Pennsylvania Senate race. Yes. You know, I can't vote in it. You can't vote in it. But it's very important that uh, uh, someone, Featherman, is to the left. He's the Democratic candidate, but he is to yeah. the left of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And so it's going to affect the entire country if he gets elected. All right. And the thing is, again, uh, unfortunately, if as a pack, we're going to concentrate mostly here in Mississippi for Brian Flowers, but we're also doing this for other places. But the end game is to raise enough money that we actually can help candidates throughout the country. Uh, like with the race we did where we got rid of a 12-year incumbent, you know, we took... Uh, did a commercial called where's palazzo yeah and it was very successful we did a youtube deal on it and it got two hundred and forty thousand complete views and on facebook we got about one hundred and fifty thousand complete views so the thing was is the negativities out there most people don't even know they don't keep up with it but you know if you can get it out in front of them like like benny thompson uh, I said yesterday, you know, the way to beat Benny Thompson is you have to connect him with what's wrong with America right now. I mean, he's in that administration that if you go outside and look and see your gas prices, Benny did that. He Not did. Biden, yeah. But Benny did that. You look at our yeah. inflation. Benny did that. You look at the IRS, 87,000 new uh, IRS agents. The number one audited place in America is District 2 in Mississippi. Wow. And they added and, he, and yet he voted for 87,000 right. new agents. You know, but that's what we have to do. We have to bring that out. And I think the one problem we have as Republicans is that we don't message worth a dang. Yeah, you know, yeah. we need to be out there. Uh, again, if I had the money right now to put all these in commercials and stuff, I would be lambasting and Benny left and right about all the stuff going wrong with America right now while he does nothing about it. He's yeah. actually tainted in the same brush as Biden because he supports Biden 100%. Our open borders, there's no country in the world that can take on as many illegal migrants as we got, low-income migrants, and survive. It's going to cost us too much money. Well, he, he's, he's chairman of Homeland Security, and at southern border, he, <laughs> somebody's failed the Constitution. Well, that's and, what I mean, and that's, that's what we have to bring out. And, you know, I, I see this in our newly elected people and the people we have out there and stuff. 
you know, you, you just don't seem to see the messaging and you don't see a thoroughly thought out message. There's so much to go after these guys. And yet as Republicans, as you can see across the country, a lot of these Republicans that win their primaries and stuff are going back and washing off their abortion stances off their websites and stuff. And I'm like, why would you do that? I mean, why aren't you campaigning on the fact that I don't believe in killing kids? But, you know, what you need to do is campaign just like Lindsey Graham would say. I mean, it's the United States, North Korea and China allow abortion up to the ninth uh, month, the end of pregnancy, up to the day of birth. And I mean, we we should be ashamed of that as a country that that we stand with North Korea and China. We should be communicating that. And that that is uh, Benny Thompson's. He's voted for it. Over and over. And we should be communicating that. And that's, you know, we're in the 21st century. And to tell you the truth, abortion can be prevented. It's simple. But yet we want to go ahead and glorify an abortion over prevention. You've got the preventative measures out there besides abstinence that can stop abortion completely. When you're using abortion as a contraceptive, that's wrong. You know, and we shouldn't even be having this argument. I can't even, it's like having an argument if you're a guy or a girl. I mean, that's not an argument. There's two genders. A hundred years from now, no matter what you think you are, if they dig you up, your DNA is going to say you're either a man or a woman. They're not going to say, well, you were binary. No, you're a man. Have you you heard Benny Thompson trying to walk back any of Biden's push for this? uh, you know, no. well, basically, you know, uh, uh, you're castrating young boys. They'll never be able to uh, reproduce. Yeah. And you're and you're uh, sterilizing young girls. They'll never be able to have a baby. And, and it's crazy. And, I mean, we're just doing this. I mean, the Democrats take on the dumbest issues, stuff that really we don't have a problem with. And then want to make it a problem. We've been around for hundreds and thousands of years, and we've always known a, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. Only here in the 21st century is all of a sudden, we don't know if a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's crazy. And that's how bad the left is right now, is that, you know, they are, to me, are purposely trying to destroy America. I can see no other reason for the stuff they're doing. You know, when you, the, the nonsense of a governor saying we're going to we want to have all electric cars by 2035 when your electric grid can't keep up with your state now. Yeah. And you want to get rid of fossil fuels. So that's really not going to help your your uh, uh, electricity grid. So how are you going to add 14 million new electric cars on a grid that can't take care of what you've got now? Well, and, uh, and you know, as well as I do about that. Uh... Where are you going to get all the minerals, the nickel, magnesium, oh. and the lithium that you for 14 million more cars? I mean, yeah. where, where are you going to get it? Well, the, you go to the third world countries and just yeah. rape the land to get those rare earth minerals. And, and then are you polluting the air more? These environmentalists to cry out about, uh, you know, I want clean air and I want clean water. But yeah. if you, but where are you going to get the best energy? It's what we get here in the United States. You you exactly. let China drill, you let Russia drill, they leave an environmental catastrophe, a chaos. Right. So yeah. let America I mean, do what we know how to do best. The Middle East is the same way. It's you know they don't 
2019 in the United States, we had 118 oil leaks. In Russia in 2019, they had 17,789 oil leaks. And we want to buy Russian oil. Yeah. How, is that, how is that smart? You want them to produce really dirty, send it to us, and we just want to do it, yet we're the cleanest place out there. Yeah. And I mean, this is how one, crazy Democrats are. But, you know, I was talking to one of these oil people, uh, and he was talking about it, and he, he'd worked in Russia back a few years ago. He said, really? That wasn't that long ago. He's talking about the technology. You know, like if there's an oil leak anywhere in America, you got to dig that earth up, yeah. it cleanse it, put it back down, and then you get you get a whole new pipe. You get whatever you need, get everything clean. He said, over in Russia, they said oil leak. They go over a tree, whittle a branch, and stick it in a hole and move on to the next one. That's right. And that's what I mean. It's, it's kind of nonsensical the way that these environmentalists have taken over the, the Democrat Party. I mean, you look at like, like you're saying, the amount of power by fossil fuels to even produce the chemicals you need to make batteries is astronomical. And then the, the effect on Earth is astronomical. And these uh, windmills that they love, well, yeah. the windmill blades can't be recycled. So they've actually like, I think it's in like Kansas or Wyoming or something. They're digging great big pits and burying these windmill blades. But, you know, nobody brings that out. Yeah. And you know, the solar about, panels, yeah. the solar panels in California, you know, you got a 25 year shelf life. I was just reading about the fact that they're starting to come off the homes now because, you know, they were mandating solar panels. Trouble yeah. is they come off the homes. They have to take each one of those panels and rip them apart and get the chemicals out of them because they can't throw them away with the chemicals in them. Otherwise, you're going to contaminate the earth. And they've got mercury in each one of those. I mean, they've got chemicals that you have to take out. Otherwise, it's going to drain into our water table and destroy our our water. So the cost on that hasn't even been seen yet. But now they're coming off of the they're going to start coming off by the thousands out of California after shelf life that have to be recycled. Carl, I'm going to jump in here and just uh, we, we, you've got so much good information and you've encouraged our listeners. Thank you for doing that. And uh, we, we're going to. Uh, play more of your interview next week or sometime in the next two or three weeks because uh, we need to cut that off here for this week. And what a great way to end to talk about how these, quote, environmental specialists have not told you about the windmill blades. The, the, you can't recycle them. Uh, we got, <laughs> we talk about the minerals. There's not enough minerals. You have to just really mess up the earth to get enough minerals for uh, the uh, uh, 15, 14 million new uh, electric cars that California is going to require. So, and, and, and just like I said, the chemicals are coming out of the solar panels. You, you can't just discard those, and they, don't, they only have a 25-year shelf life. So we're starting to see these things that they're not even talking about. And then, you know what they'll do? They'll say, well, the government has to pay for this. And the government has no money. That's what we talked about. The government has no money. <laughs> and so, you know, the taxpayers are going to be forced to pay for it. So I thank uh, Carl Boynton for his patriotic service to our country. He ran for Congress. And when he got beat, he didn't stop. He's working hard because that's what he 
wants to do because he loves his country and i know our listeners do too get involved do it now start putting an american flag out tell people go vote if you got early voting don't let the democrats beat us at the game get people in to vote early absentee vote voting if you're over 65 i mean don't wait till election day get people in there because in off-year elections midterm elections fewer people vote in every state i mean detroit in the city of detroit they probably won't get 120 percent voting out of some of their precincts it may be down to 98 or 88 in the midterm elections so <laughs> you know it's somebody you know used to watch those and see those precincts that recorded 120 percent uh, we'll, we'll get down below 100 in a midterm election. But it's important. I'm laughing about that. But the midterm election is the time we can shine and get people into the ballot, uh, the vote, and, and get the ballots filled out. Do it. and Use the early election to do it. And, and if people haven't voted, keep telling them to go vote, go vote, go vote. And we need to get every conservative we can. Some of these people have not voted in years. Or as they say, well, Trump's not on the ballot. I'm not voting. If you like Donald Trump, you better get out there and vote. Because uh, what, what, what will happen if these committees keep hammering uh, Donald Trump? That's all they're going to do. Hammer Donald Trump. Use taxpayer money to uh, for political purposes like the J6 committee. So let's get out there. Get... Uh, Get to work. It's time to get to work. Roll your sleeves up and the election is on. Get out there. Get busy. And we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.